Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. We want to chat about France on the subject of holidays, though, um, because they've actually banned internal flights in an effort to help the environment. And what they've decided to do is that uh, the ban will extend to domestic short haul flights where there's train alternatives that exist. And it's all in an effort to try and cut down on carbon emissions. But I'm asking, is it something that we too should consider here? Anne is with us on the line today. And well, do you agree with this uh, decision in France to ban flights? Um, I think it's right for France. If it works for them, fine. But just because France sneezes, does Ireland have to catch a cold? Right. So you don't you think that because we're an island, it's not something that no. might work here? No, and in fact, I think we should increase the infrastructure for domestic flights. Okay. And turn it into an industry. Well, there is obviously the economic benefit in the areas and the regions where we have absolutely regional airports. Do you do you fly? You take yeah. many domestic flights. Anne. I do. I love flying. Every chance I get. Um, I have actually flown from Dublin to Kerry. I'm back in one day and it's only cost me 40 euros. Whereas a train from Dublin, Houston to Tralee would be 73 euros 60. So the flight was cheaper. The flight was cheaper and it was shorter. So I was down in Kerry within two hours from Dublin. And it's four hours on the train each way. And the whole discussion around, you know, cutting carbon emissions and does that, do you put any weight on that or does it come Well, in? if it was a viable alternative, but what do trains use for fuel? So you think it's uh, like it's when there's no, when there's not alternatives there? There isn't, unless you yeah. have an electric train network. But then again, how do we generate the electricity? And how frequently would you take domestic flights on? Oh, as often as I can. Now, as I say, COVID has put pay to a lot of things. Yeah. But it is cheaper to fly than drive. Yeah, shorter time frame as well. Absolutely. The, uh, how long was the flight from Dublin, did you say, to Kerry? 55 minutes. Um, Thomas is with us as well and stay on the line if you don't mind I just want to get a couple of different voices uh, to join us today if we can D- do you think we should follow France's lead Thomas? I, I just I'm I, I, I'm I'm actually struggling to react to that response to be honest with you there's, uh, there's just so many things I take issue with so firstly I, I, I want to say and I want to be clear like, so I live in Cavan um, we're not that far away from uh, Dublin Airport um, I have flown out of a regional airport. I flew out from Cork actually recently. I am very supportive of the regional airports. I mean, there's no question about the impact that they have and the benefits that they can have for tourism. Mm. Um, and I would love to see a big chunk of the flights into Dublin actually being directed towards our regional airports to provide for more regional uh, tourism because let's be honest a lot of people are flying into Dublin and they're going straight down to Cork they're going to Kerry yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the beautiful sites that we see it would absolutely make more sense uh, for more of the hubs and to be fair there is development around uh, Cork to Amsterdam uh, that's a flight that, that I, I took recently um, but domestic flights in a country the size of Ireland is absolutely not 
acceptable uh, in the world of, of climate change. And I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, she raised the point that four-hour journey, uh, you know, it, it costs more. But the reality is they, those are policy decisions that have actively been taken. They're under investment, are under investment in our infrastructure network. Um, and there is, in the world where we are now limited, and, and leave aside the right or wrong thing to do, but we are now signed up to a climate budget. Every political party, every major political party signed up to that budget. Every single internal domestic flight uh, will have to be taken out of that uh, carbon budget, which then leads to the question, what do we want less of? Do we want higher carbon taxes on our fuels uh, for private car use? And that will disproportionately affect rural Ireland. Do we want less investment in other infrastructure? Do we want less uh, agricultural primary production? Do we want less industry? Because this is this is a zero-sum game, okay, Andrea. And that's, okay. that's, the, that's the reality so, of why France so, did it. So, so, so you, well, what, from what I can see, what they've actually introduced is a kind of a watered-down version of what their previous plans were. Because is it, it's only three routes. Um, it's yes. Paris between... Uh, Lyon and Bordeaux, I think, that are mainly affected. And it's where you have rail time journeys, isn't it? It was meant to be four hours, now it's two hours. So they've obviously, they've a great rail infrastructure network across France uh, and therefore it makes a policy like this a much easier uh, measure to implement. Like, to Anne's point about, like, Anne, do you do, do you have regular, you know, travel needs or would you, do you regularly fly, Anne, did you say sorry to Kerry from Dublin? No, not regularly. But I have done it to drop my daughter down to camps and things down over the summer and things like that. I just find flying a lot quicker. Yeah. So what? It's an eight, eight hour, a four hour drive return, isn't it? The eight yeah, hours in total. You're talking eight hours in total compared to two hours. Yeah. Each way, on the you know in the airport that includes your you know booking in and you're going through the airports. So, 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 so this, so Anne's um, scenario, Thomas and France, would actually still be allowed to go ahead because it's only where the journey can be made by train in, in under two and a half hours. It would be. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, we look at flights and even uh, France is mostly focused on domestic flights, but you can take an hour and a half train from uh, Brussels to Paris. Um, you can, uh, and yet there are still flights going Brussels to Paris. You can take a flight from London to, or sorry, a train from London to Brussels. It takes a little bit under two hours uh, on the Eurostar, and yet there are still flights running London to uh, Brussels. It isn't, it isn't enough. But at least France, at least, and this is the thing, right? You know, the perfect is the enemy of the, the good, as they say, right? Um, and this is the reality. This needs to be much more widespread. Maybe they watered it down to get it by. I mean, look, we all saw the extreme reaction and, and the, the bizarre movements around the likes of the yellow vests, etc., uh, in France. So maybe it was watered down for that reason. But in reality, they're just where there are viable options and there are plenty of viable options out mm. there. Um, and the question it always has to be on one side, do we not invest more and try to move people like Anne from uh, a point where it is two hours and it is either the same price or cheaper uh, on the train and then assist that that ability to do that. But I mean, in a world uh, and I mentioned about dropping her child off, right? Now, I don't have kids, but the reality is 
those kids are going to experience a world at the very least now about 1.5 degrees. And in reality, and people, people hear 1.5 degrees, it's very easy to dismiss that. 1.5 degrees doesn't seem much. That is a world with less food production. That is a world with less biodiversity. That is a okay. world with more extreme temperatures. Okay. No, you make that, you, that's what we're balancing. You make the case well. Dee is with us on the line in Kerry too. Dee, do you think this decision by um, French authorities is a good one? Should we do the same? Uh, I absolutely concur with everything that the last speaker said there. Um, I think actually in France, it's 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 optics really. It's, it's um, at the moment uh, because there are only three routes involved, and um, I don't think any of those routes were operational after 2020, and uh, and and those um, those uh, there was financial um, re- um, recompensation or compensation given. To uh, to those airlines, to Air France involved. So, look, but I think I agree with the last speaker there. Um, it's a start, and like I live in Kerry, and I I I, I don't fly to Dublin because um, unless it's an absolute absolute emergency, mm. I I just don't because I think I think as the last guy said there, we have to look at the bigger picture. We are in climate catastrophe. We are in biodiversity collapse, and here we are talking about. I mean, nothing has been done here even yet, but 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 we're quaking in our boots that that we mightn't be able to do what we want. I think we have to, we we really have to reevaluate for further generations because okay. what they are facing is so just you're you're not opposed if if the if government here if the transport minister was to turn around tomorrow then D and say do you know what we're going to we're going to ban internal domestic flights you'd have no. You wouldn't wouldn't have any issue with that. I don't fly domestically if I yeah. can anyway. Um, I I mean, I take a train from Kerry to Dublin. It it takes forever. I think um yeah I think we definitely need to upgrade our transport system. But, but is, isn't, isn't that, that the point not. though? I mean, like in, you have certain parts of the country, and it is an element of a lottery where public transport and obviously there's a, there's a very good rail network from from Dublin to Cork. But there are parts of the country for for which they they long for and, that. Yeah. And to Galway, and so, I mean, you, you you can usually get to a station. I mean, okay, some people m- m- might have an hour or two drive, or whatever. We're a small enough country. We do not need to be taking internal flights. I mean, we just don't. That's the reality of it. And and, and Thomas, obviously, then you, you wouldn't be opposed to any future policy decision like, like no, that introduced but, in Ireland. No, but I think the the way it should be handled is very simple. I think the the, the minister for transport needs to sit down with those regionals and say, okay. We understand that there's going to be an economic effect of this. We want to try and work with, uh, you know, Dublin Airport to shift more of that uh, kind of tourist uh, transport because that will also have a net, a net or a positive effect on our general transport. And then work with the likes of care. I mean, yes, I, I agree. It's 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 not acceptable that for four hours, you know, you have to travel up to Dublin from Kerry. But there is actually a rail link. I mean, there's another airport that we haven't talk, spoke about here, Donegal. Mm. And Donegal is one of only five counties, uh, only three counties in the Republic of Ireland who have no train link uh, whatsoever to the rest of the Republic. And that's totally unacceptable. Uh, so, like, the entire Northwest has been forgotten in terms of sustainable transport, uh, seemingly. Mm. So, like, there is. But but again, to come back to the point, because the next question is going to be, OK, who's going to fund all of this? You know, who's going to make these investments? Anne's, Anne's point, uh, actually, she made a very good Anna's point. Anne's still with us, by the way, Anne. You're still there. Yeah. yeah. She she made a very good point. She said that the uh, you know the train ticket costs seventy euros yeah. and the flight ticket costs forty. Well, here's the reality: the carbon 
and the actual climate emissions is not being factored into that because air air flights, you and I, Andrea and Anne and everybody and our grandmothers all have to pay a carbon tax on our heating. We have to pay carbon tax on our diesel in our cars okay. or petrol in our cars. But the aviation sector doesn't pay its fair say. And that's just not acceptable. Michael is on the line as well. Michael, do you, would you agree with um, any future decision to ban domestic short-haul internal flights in Ireland? Not till there's not till there's alternatives, because the exactly. speed of the train, the speed of the trains is only uh, going from Mallow to uh, Killarney, is averaging out at about forty five miles an hour, and in Killarney, for as long as it, for ever and always, the train going from Tralee to Killarney backs into Killarney, rather than moving the platform out a small bit, start fixing small things so that we so that we can get to someplace better in the future. So improve the, the rail infrastructure or the rail network that's there? I mean, 45 miles an hour like, is, is, is something in and around the speed. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. Do you, would you fly to internally very frequently <laughs> well, at all, Michael? It, 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 the option is fly internally. It takes roughly in around a half an hour to four hours on a train. So if there's an option to fly, you'd take it? Who wouldn't? You wouldn't. Who who wouldn't? Oh, who wouldn't? Apologies. Yeah. I mean, they, they, there's I, also I there's also another train line going from um, from Dublin to within um, twenty ten minutes of Shannon. Yeah. I mean, like improve that line, and so that people can try to can go to Shannon, and that helps out Dublin Airport as well. Yeah, like that. That is an interesting point about perhaps there. You know, if if there was to be a further relocation of routes, if that was something that could happen, if there presumed to be commercial considerations to be taken into into account there as well. But I mean, may, maybe that is all part of any potential future discussion around this into the future. Um, Green Party TD Brian Ledden is with us on the line today. Brian, I'm sure you must be somewhat heartened to hear the um, well, the positive response for the move in France. Yeah, you know the. The French are looking at uh, what works for them, and I think they're being proactive in this area and, and other related areas. I think when we're talking about uh, Ireland, we have to look at the Irish context. And uh, if I can introduce some numbers into this, um, the CO2 emissions from the domestic flights uh, are about 19 kilotons. That's the unit that uh, we use to measure emissions. But then you compare that to road transport emissions and it's 10,000 kilotons. Uh, so we do have to you know, look at this in perspective. If we were to do something on domestic flights, uh, we actually wouldn't be making uh, any dent at all, really, in uh, the national emissions profile for transport. Uh, so we should be looking at uh, how we can switch over a lot of that road transport to more sustainable modes and obviously for the longer distance trips, like, say, Killarney or Tralee up to Dublin or indeed Donegal down to Dublin, um, you know, or from, say, Cork up to the north of the country, we need to look at how we can speed up the, the rail service particularly mm-hmm. uh, because that there is the, you know, there's a good network there connecting Cork and Dublin, uh, Limerick and Limerick Junction, which joins into that line. Uh, it is not acceptable in my view that, you have uh, a single track all the way from Tralee via Killarney uh, to Mallow, uh, and that means that you can only run trains every so often. So twin tracking, passing loops uh, are very important investments that will increase, allow us to increase the frequency, 
Uh, then we have to look at taking out manual crossings because these cause the, the speed of the train to, to, to be slowed down. So one of the speakers there talked about the average speed being 45 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the on the Cork Dublin line, for example, it's it's I think 100 and it's 110 miles per hour currently, uh, and we're pushing that as much as we can. So the more that we can do to make the rail network particularly uh, fast, uh, then that will give people uh, who live in those uh, places uh, further away who need to to uh, travel longer distances an option other than flying. So, Sorry, so th- you, don't need, you don't need to twin track all the line. You only need to twin track it for about five miles where trains are passing by each other. If you sequence exactly, them you'd have passing loops in appropriate places. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so Brian, as the parties, as the Green spokesperson on transport, you're less inclined to lobby for something like what the French have done, and and more inclined to agree with Michael there, who talks about improving yeah, the rail. Yeah, I think I think we have to be very pragmatic here and put our energy and our efforts uh, into what's actually going to have most effect. Uh, and that really is the, the road transport piece, which is about uh, 10,000 tonnes of carbon dioxide. Uh, you know, so we address that by investing in sustainable transport and rail, I mentioned, but, you know, there's bus as well. Uh, that's where our energies and our focus should be. In my mm. view. So so the, the, the point on cutting down in carbon emissions given the level of domestic internal flights that we have, the impact overall really in the grand scale of things would be quite minimal. Yeah, it's actually 0.03%, 0.03 of 1%. Um, it's it's really quite small uh, compared to the total national emissions profile. Uh, so, it, you know, it's we could spend a lot of time and a lot of energy looking at this uh, and it isn't really going to make a difference. We need to be looking at, at the road transport, and that that would be, you know, bus and rail freight as well is a significant piece, uh, uh, and there's opportunities to move a lot of that freight onto the rail network, and some good news is that the hopefully soon uh, the strategic, the All-Ireland strategic rail review will be published, uh, and this will be a blueprint uh for the development of our rail for the next 30 years. Uh, listeners will know that for the last 60 years or, or thereabouts, the, the rail system has been in contraction. We've been closing lines over the decades. Uh, that's turning around now. So we're seeing investment in rail lines and improving the existing network, but also reopening railway lines as well. Uh, we're looking at in Limerick, it's already happening, is the, the reopening the Limerick to Foynes railway line. Mm. Uh, oh, I've plenty of like texts in about p- people wondering about a train to Donegal. <laughs> yeah, and I think that uh, I would fully expect connectivity for Donegal to be one of the outcomes of the strategic rail review. It's, it's critically important in my view. Yeah. Um, I, I think we need to look at connecting the airports to the railway network and again, Speaking about my own locality, I think there's a big opportunity for Shannon Airport to be connected to the rail network, uh, Dublin as well. Uh, these are the kinds of things that, that we can do. Um, but we have to be careful that we don't bark up the wrong tree and you know, get ourselves uh, into uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, talking endlessly about measures that actually won't have uh, the greatest impact. When, when, is, the, when is that blueprint uh, when is that blueprint due? to be published the it, it's a it's an all-ireland piece of work so it's a joint uh, uh, project between 
the Irish government and the Northern Ireland executive and the unfortunate reality is that there is no Northern Ireland executive at the moment and uh, and that is what's holding it up. But I know the minister has indicated that he would like to uh, publish that uh, as soon as possible. Yeah, well, I have to say I will I will be very eager to see the outcome of this as a, a Donegal woman, Brian, and whether there will be any potential um, train to Donegal. I, I sort of laughed because I, I thought it was it's the kind of thing I'd never see in, in even in my own lifetime. But anyway, look, who knows? We'll, uh, be, that'll certainly provide discussion for another day for sure. Uh, Green Party TD, Brian Ledden, we leave it there for the moment. Michael D, Anne and Thomas, thanks a million for getting in touch with us here on the programme. Lunch Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan Weekdays at midday on News Talk.